Hello, this is episode 13 of the Commercial Awareness Podcast. First, some headlines. Baker McKenzie is aiming to boost the amount of BAME employees across its London workforce, targeting a 14% makeup. U.S. Republican Congressman Devin Nunes has sued Twitter and three of its users for $250 million in damages for alleged defamation. The suit alleges that Twitter is biased against conservatives and lets users abuse Nunes. Kirkland & Ellis remains the world's highest grossing firm with a 19% increase in revenue from last year and profit per equity partner reaching $5 million for the first time. In a follow-up from episode 12, DWF has successfully completed its IPO, issuing 300 million shares and becoming the UK's largest listed law firm. Skadden, Arps, Slate, Meager, and Flom is advising payment processor WorldPay on a proposed $43 billion takeover by tech company FIS. Freshfields will be acting for Deutsche Bank on merger talks with Commerzbank. And finally, the SRA has given a record fine of £124,000 to a firm for sending 6 million marketing letters containing misleading statements. As always, links for these stories will be available in the description. And now, the longer reads. The first of which is that the European Commission has fined Google 1.5 billion euros for antitrust violations. This stems from some anti-competitive terms Google set for third parties between 2006 and 2016 using their AdSense business, which would generate text advertisements for websites based on searches performed on their sites. Google told these websites that if they wanted a higher share of the search revenue on their sites, they would have to use Google AdSense exclusively. Though they removed this term in 2009, they then required the websites to display a minimum number of Google ads and for Google to have the right to change rivals' ads on those websites. Obviously, text advertisements are not so relevant today, as you are more likely to come across video and picture ads, but Margaret Vestager, the EU's competition commissioner, has concluded that their actions over the 10 years were anti-competitive and unnecessary considering Google holds 85% of the market share in the EU. This was the last pending EU competition probe into Google, with Google having previously been fined 2.4 billion euros in 2017 and fined 4.3 billion euros in 2018, as was mentioned in episode 12. The reason I mention this story is because it seems like a fitting follow-up from Spotify's complaint from episode 12 and could be a precursor to the decision on Apple. It shows some of the actions the European Commission sees as anti-competitive and how their fines are definitely not just cosmetic. As a future lawyer and current consumer, it is always important to hear about how the conglomerates of our generation behave behind the scenes to maintain their market share and better understand the sometimes fine line between fair practices and anti-competitive behavior. Credit for this story goes to Rochelle Topinski. Next, in an update that may surprise some, the UK's unemployment rate has fallen to its lowest since 1975. Defying predictions of a slowdown, the number of people in work rose by 220,000 in three months by the end of January, the biggest rise since 2015, pushing the unemployment rate to 3.9%, which has been the lowest since 1975. John Philpott, the director of a consultancy firm, The Jobs Economist, told the Financial Times that these record-breaking jobs numbers seem extraordinary and suggest that only a recession-inducing hard Brexit would negatively impact the employment rate. Wage figures have also risen beyond projections. However, Mike Jakeman, senior economist at PwC, 
has said that companies may be, quote, reticent about committing to major expansion plans until more is known about Brexit, end quote, adding some caution to this good news. It is also worth mentioning that the job layoffs announced in previous episodes have not yet been executed, so those will have an impact that is yet to be seen. The conclusion to take from this is that beyond the narrative over the past two years about the negative ramifications of a looming Brexit, a headline like this requires us to think laterally about its short and long-term effects and equally weigh Phil Potts and Jakeman's quotes. However, beyond the statistics, this is conjecture, making it essential to keep watch of what will happen after the cliff-edge date of April 12. For now, there are far too many unanswered questions to make any firm predictions about what the future holds for the UK. Credit for this story goes to Gavin Jackson. Now, the final story of the episode is that Sainsbury's and Asda have offered to sell up to 150 stores in an attempt to persuade the Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA, over their planned merger. As Britain's second and third biggest supermarkets respectively are planning to merge, the Competition and Markets Authority highlighted extensive concerns with the merger, especially that it could lead to higher prices and lower quality for consumers. The CMA identified 629 local areas in particular where the merger would significantly lessen competition. Sainsbury's and ASDA have claimed there were significant errors in the findings by the CMA and have said that their objections and solutions to their concerns, quote, indicate a preference for the most stringent and interventionist approach, end quote. It is also worth noting that Gary Carter, national officer at GMB, a trade union, said that the offer from Sainsbury's and Asda to close 150 stores is, quote, both desperate and disrespectful, end quote, and, quote, this is people's lives and livelihoods we're talking about, end quote. Sainsbury's and Asda have also said that they would deliver £1 billion worth of lower prices over three years if the deal was approved. These lower prices would be achieved by securing lower purchasing prices from suppliers, putting Argos stores into Asda supermarkets, and jointly buying shared services. A final decision from the CMA is expected by the 30th of April. The European climate for mergers between market leaders seems apprehensive at best, considering the European Commission blocking the Alstom and Siemens merger in February. For which, if this is the first you are hearing about it, I'll provide a link to a short read about that story in the description. Again, this is a story that can be read from both the future lawyers and current consumers' perspective, and hopefully framing it in that way can help you form your own opinion over whether a country's second and third largest supermarkets should be permitted to merge to consolidate their businesses, especially in the midst of a looming Brexit that has already been projected to hurt the consumer. Even larger than that, you can ask yourself about whether you believe a government or interstate body should be allowed to prohibit two companies from merging and to what degree they should be involved. Credit for this story goes to John Paul Ford Rojas. This has been episode 13 of the Commercial Awareness Podcast. As always, links for all of the stories will be provided in the description. Please rate, share amongst your colleagues, and subscribe and follow.